I am unashamed. What about you? I did an event this weekend around the Canton, Texas area. It was a metal detecting event. I, I wasn't was sure. in their big, like, whatever their hoo-ha days or whatever. They're like, all the people are there. I'm not familiar with what the phrase hoo-ha. <laughs> well, I just made that up. <laughs> oh. But it's some kind of, they have like certain days where all these people come to Canton and they're looking for these, whatever they're selling there and, but they don't. They don't have. It's not open all the time. Uh, but I, no, this is. Uh, you know, I'm with Garrett and the one of. I, I think it was the founder, Mister Garrett, has gone on to be with the Lord, and this is like a memorial, kind of honoring his memory for getting people started in this. Okay. Oh, it's really fun. I mean, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I got to start off the adult metal detecting run was firing a cannon <laughs> i mean i walked up there you know and this guy was looking you know kind of like now i like the guy but he looked like a carnival worker <laughs> that had moved on did he use <laughs> cannon shooting and did he maybe start out barking at the tilt world and then he worked for the yak lady that's the <laughs> feeling i got you know had kind of an old army coat on he was I mean, uh, scruffy, scruffy, <laughs> scruffy. So he was and at where? We were Canton? in Canton, and we were going to. So what's, what, why does everybody go to a lot of people in the United States that probably not, don't even know what Canton is? Well, what, but women, the women big, tend to go there. What, the, what, big, what do they the, have there? It's the biggest flea market in the South. Coincidence. This had nothing to do. I mean, I think. That's what I was asking. Yeah, Did, was now, it connected to that or just had They to just be? found a big piece of real estate. Okay. Now, look, they had. All the stuff. Flea market, uh, meaning I'm trying to still get the information. Other people's junk, mostly. And then also some craftsmen will make new stuff. Like there, this word, like it, it'd be a lot of skip. Uh, what's the skip? Kuvion would go there and set up a booth and sell his yeah, what he does. It's, it's so a, some of it is new creative stuff, but a lot of it is just, quite frankly, it's a giant garage sale is what it looked like to me. Just a lot of old stuff and antiques and that kind of stuff. But I'm talking about Miles. Miles. So you like uh, so what's get the right. website that that sells all the uh, the handmade stuff? Is it Etsy? Uh, yeah, or is that Pinterest? Uh, yeah, no, Josh. Said, yeah. Etsy. All, all right, we have to look to Josh to find. So it. we don't even know. I actually have that stock, but I, I, I thought I get them. Mixed <laughs> no wonder. Up. You. But so it's like that, but it's in person. People gather up for my. Cause when I asked Missy about Kent, she said, "Oh, but she couldn't come. Yeah. She she didn't want to do." What I she was like, what, yeah, what do y'all do? The women get it. So everyone has their own junk. <clears throat> they survey their own junk, <laughs> and then they they in a in a in a daydreaming type stage. They're saying other people <laughs> may have what I have, and you and you go great distances to are they are they buying it or are they just oh, yeah. looking at it? Oh, they're buying it. Uh, well, I'm how sure does it get there to buy? I have no idea. I guess people. Bring I mean, it. how does the junk? Do you just drive up there and say, "Y'all selling junk"? I got some. Well, I, I, and do people I'm do they pay for the junk that they're? I'm saying all this. I've never been. I just heard about it, but I I, th I think these people are there all the time, and so then there's just new people, and they have these. I booths. think we shouldn't uh, be commenting on something <laughs> no, we've never. I, we are major speculators. I, I was in it. the vicinity of there. <laughs> I guarantee my I'm wife. I'm sure we got this all wrong. She'll be rolling her out. Because, look, she used to go with other women, I mean, a carload of them. And, I mean, they would hoop and holler when they were 
planning, oh. planning. Well, this. and I've been through Canton a ton of times on I twenty, and there's signs everywhere. You know, park here, pull off this exit. You know, extra parking here. So. What happens in this little Texas town is a big deal whenever they have their yeah. thing. You so know, you junk know what, in the eyes. It's of, not junk. I don't, why are you what getting, I'm trying to pick to say, well, y'all call it the flea market and the garage sale. But in I, some people, no. with some people, one one person's junk Correct. is another person's That's treasure. Right. That's right. And look. I actually the, think is, is that they the, make stuff, though. Most well, they do. But but they yeah. t- here's the thing that people love now. Dad. This is the favorite. So they'll take junk. I mean, it's old stuff. Then they'll do stuff to it. And then people really get excited about that. And so an old piece of whatever, some piece of metal, this thing, that thing. And then they, they do things to it. They, they paint it or they do this, they do that. And then, mm-hmm. cause Lisa gets all excited about it. It's like, look at this. I mean, and I hear women talking, they'll say, Oh, that's so cute. That looks so good. And I'm looking at it like it, it just has no effect on me at all. But look, I'll I have no you. emotional. I, I, I can help you with this. Cause Missy, she, I, I felt the same way, and she was looking I just at me. I couldn't understand what all the excitement. And she said, do you know how you feel before the night before opening day of duck season? I said, yeah. I'll take you out to do anything. <laughs> she said, that's how I feel about going to this. Really? When she told me that, uh. now I just say, Go, don't let me get in your way. Because if you try to get in my way on open day, I'm like, God God has told me to never show favoritism. So, with that in mind, when it gets to male and female, is it a male thing? No, I think males do this. The turning the junk into treasure, or is it a female thing? I think it's overall. It's uh, I know some males gender neutral. Right. We found it. We found a general neutral moment on this show. But I will say this. So I go out, I fire the cannon off. I lost, I'd say, 30% of hearing in my right ear. Nobody gave me any ear. I would have said, here's some earplugs. Because it was I would have backed away. Loud. Oh, yeah. uh, But it was fun. And so then everybody takes off because they have, uh, Garrett had put, a bunch of stuff out there. Oh, yeah, so, losing your hearing yeah. is always a big blast. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, I don't know that you had 30% days to give. I mean, you well, know. it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was an ear ring like I hadn't had. Like, this was where the junk is? <laughs> well, we're back That's on this question. again. It's it. What They had put uh, a few hundred like Indian head pennies and uh so you know, they planted uh, treasure so, now? Oh, yeah, because they're just trying to get people into it. I and and so they had little tokens. Well, I didn't get the rules because I showed up five minutes before I shot the cannon. And, uh, so this is like I, a big Easter egg hunt. So what y'all are doing. For adults, yeah. yeah. Okay. Then they had a kid one later. That's what it is. But you're using the metal detector, yep. and it's fun. But yep. look, they the stuff you found, I mean, to me, now you would say, huh, <laughs> but... I mean, I was excited. I it was it was fun. If you're into this, and they had a like a hundred and something little tokens out there, but I didn't get the memo on this, so I'm I don't know what's out there. Which embarrassingly, the first thing I found because we're just out in a field by a lake is a modern dime. But I, you know, I looked and I was like, that they didn't put that here because I saw the imprintation in the dirt. Yeah, I was like, so. I mean, I'm 10 cents up on the field right now, <laughs> but I find this green sided 
little round kind of silver looking medallion and it had a number on it. I was like, I, I don't know. I was thinking it came off of a carrier pigeon or like a necklace or <laughs> I thought I am finding <laughs> the weirdest your stuff. pigeons wear necklaces. I didn't know that. I was a couldn't thing. make sense of this number. <laughs> if the- there is that big a quantity, <laughs> I guess y'all are saying when you get there, if it's just like y'all are saying, you you're looking a long way. Oh yeah, this was several acres that. Yeah, yeah and look, right. it was wooded area. I mean, we're so out if there. it's that much on top of the ground, it is really unimaginable what is under the ground underneath all this stuff. Well, that's right. Which well, is right. I mean, and if they're then, just piling it up and people are coming by and delivering it, I guess <laughs> the money changing hands there, and then, then everybody says, well, I want well, that piece of junk. Well, actually, I want that what one. you find in the ground, you go down to the, uh, the big Canton thing, and then you sell it down there, I guess. that I guess that could work. But out. what I did, I, I shot the cannon. I gave them about a three-minute, because this wasn't like a church event. And so I gave a so did three you do like minute, a little VIP meet and greet type thing. No, not really. Just during just the day because yeah. they had booths at the Civic Center. I mean, look, I took a lot of pictures with people yeah. and met people. And then they had the kid. The kids did theirs was funny. All their stuff was just on top of the ground. I mean, you could use your metal detector, or you could just reach down and pick it up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just a fun kind of. And when <clears throat> that. <clears throat> That's what my speech was about, was that anything that's good, clean, fun, especially where hunting is involved, right. I'm in. And I did my little bit about we're out here in the creation. You know, we've had a tough year with the coronavirus and everybody being quarantined. I mean, this is something we can do yeah. outside. Without a mask. Yeah, without a mask. There was tons of people. I'd say there was probably 300 adults that took off through the woods. And it was fun. You found cool stuff. You found old stuff. And that little token that I thought was a carrier pigeon <laughs> necklace, they put those out and it has a number and you go to their booth and they they have prizes. Oh, you for redeem it. it. And I, he just so happened. So I was trying to show him something else I found. And he was like, oh, you found a token. I was like, well, oh, you know what this is? I was like, I, I thought it was off of a carrier pigeon. Well, he said the same thing you did. He said, "Why? There's no necklace." It's like, I didn't just know they wore jewelry. That's news to me. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I found a neon green sided thing with a number. That look, I knew it didn't come off a cow. I was trying to figure out. That's part of the fun. At seventy five, so, right at seventy five years old, I must admit, Jace, I'm digging way back in my brain to see how I could come up with that, what you just participated as being fun. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's... Maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting too old, but I'm thinking, and, and, and it turns out to be fun. Yeah. How do you yeah. make fun Jace out of it? excited about it. Oh, I'm excited. It's, yeah. it's fun. what did I mean, you get? what did you get for your token? I'm I got an, uh, it was a infantry button from the civil war. It was like in a case and, I'm assuming oh, cool. so they were you stuff. Yeah, yeah, do some research. That, but look, they they also like had a gold coin you could have gotten. You could have gotten a sword, and I mean, like a relic. I mean, there were the it were it was it was That's really great. Nice. I couldn't believe there wasn't thousands of people there. Yeah. I thought you you just go find this stuff. Who doesn't like to dig in the dirt? Well, Phil done seventy five years. I'll tell you a, a funny story before Phil. Uh, I got one more thing his, before we get to his that. weekend. I got one more thing for you. So I I met this guy on a 
we did a kind of a, I don't know what you call it. We did, I did a hunt with Garrett one time and I did an instructional video. And one of the guys that were there, I told his story on a previous podcast and, uh, cause I liked it that he was from an inner city and he started working for him and he, you know, and now he's, he's outside digging in the dirt, just like everybody else. So I told that story because to me that those kinds of stories inspire me, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, hunting or getting in the outdoors, because that's where I discovered God. I mean, I wasn't in a church building. I looked around and I did my little bit about the creation led me to the creator. The creator led me to the Bible. The Bible led me to Jesus, which I'm back to the creator. I mean, right. that's kind of how this worked. So I mentioned him on the podcast. I called him Ruiz. And uh, of course, I realize now that was not his name. <laughs> so when I saw him, Shocker. look, he had a T-shirt on and it said, digging with Ruiz. <laughs> and he handed me one. He's like... So that was an embarrassing moment. <laughs> of course, we laughed. But, you, lo but you, you lost a new brand. <laughs> yeah, but Phil, you said, why is this fun? Well, see, that's the fun. You know, we're digging where we're at. You don't see how that could be fun? Okay, maybe not. For, <laughs> For you those who are of you just, listening, that was two hands in the air. Huh? Semi-eye roll, two hands in the air. <laughs> Didn't want to hurt my feelings by saying absolutely there's no fun in that. All right, so let's take a break. So so while while Jace was doing this digging with Ruiz in Canton, Texas, mm -hmm. we were actually at your property, Jace. Oh really? Yeah, we were at your uh your the whatever you call it now. I don't do you still call it a plantation? Yeah, or, well, okay. that's what it was. Okay. I mean I just didn't uh, with this politically correct world now, can yeah. you even say that anymore? It's, it's just, an old house. It's an that old was, house. Began construction. The oldest house in Monroe. Yeah. In, in, in our 1798. Parish. There's right. a sign on, on the door. And we've turned it into a place where people gather and celebrate mm -hmm. in weddings and bed and breakfast. Well, and we had a we had a family such. celebration there. <laughs> and so dad so dad came to the family celebration, but you you thought you were coming to something totally different, right? I mean, what? I thought it was they were celebrating because it's my birthday is April twenty fourth, nineteen forty six. Hmm. Size is twenty seven. Is April the twenty seventh? Three right. days later, two years apart. Yep. So I just thought it was size birthday. <laughs> so it actually and in turn would be your birthday. That's embarrassing. I've never I've never <laughs> known anybody go to their birthday party that turned out it wasn't. It wasn't about the, the only birthday. reason they said you ought to go because some people say you're trying to yeah yeah you know you got problems you know yeah 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 so I said okay <laughs> you got uh, problems what, what well if if you don't show up you know they may think you're trying to trying to what do you what's the word trying to. Duck uh, out on them. Duck out on them. And big I thought, shot. Big, big shot. Them. Yeah. So I thought, well. They I, put I, the I, guilt trip on you. Yeah. They tried that on me. I was like, that I said, sounds like Miss K must have touched yeah, you. That, that was her. That was she's Yeah, 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 yeah. You got she, If you don't oh, go, yeah. some of them will say, well, you're mad at you. know, You ain't going. I said, oh, okay. Well, mom's down. She's down to using the uh, the tactic. So, so I rolled in as on a short <laughs> stay thinking it's his birthday. Somebody alerted me about halfway through the thing. I didn't stay for the fireworks i was gone before then <laughs> but i just showed up where they say yeah yeah phil came because he's really excited about size birthday but so, what so i'm saying is the robertson crew now every every 
other day or every three days at least, they're celebrating something yeah. as a group. Well, and this was so, – so let me tell what it so was. I just don't but, make but, all of the celebrations because, it, to, in my mind, they're just kind of overdoing it. So there was bit. a celebration – well, and you were right there because I had three different things this but week. Before you clarify, Sai's birthday is nowhere near I know, the like, date. It's two weeks. It's before. in the same month. <laughs> we're we're – Days, weeks, almost no. a couple weeks. No, away. it was within ten days of his birthday. I said <laughs> ten the only, days. Phil, I thought the plantation early. would be tied up with weddings, and so they're gonna work him in. Let's all remember, Sai turning seventy-two. Well, why said, don't yeah. we just have a birthday in February and say, you know what, I'm gonna be out of Let's town get, in, in August. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and dean. I mean, you know, at some point, if you're ten days away from the birthday, it wasn't a birthday party. So it, it was the fiftieth wedding anniversary celebration. Si and Christine have been married 50 years this year. And I don't know how close it is to their anniversary either. But it was their anniversary special is what it actually was. Dad didn't oh, know okay. until he was leaving. <laughs> and so, so Dad starts leaving out after they, you know, because at first they kind of have dinner and all that. So Dad's like, all right, I'm out here. So Philip runs over to me. Philip is organizing this thing. We were about to do the blessings. Like I did a blessing. Um Tracer, his daughter, did a blessing. Scott and Marsha did a blessing. And then Jay Stone was a surprise oh, blessing, really? which was really funny. But anyway, so Dad's leaving, and Philip runs over. He said, I wanted Phil to, to stay here for this part. And Dad's why I see him walking out toward his truck. He said, All right, we'll see you boys later. He said, Should I go try to stop him? I said, Philip, let him go. <laughs> I said, let, no. let him go. He's, he's already making the walk. If you try to yeah. bring him back, it ain't going to be good. He's already made the call. I know what Phil's words would have been. Do what? <laughs> <laughs> Dad's not much on the party stuff. So anyway, then we did the blessings, and they were good. And it was it was touching. You know, I mean, size kids talked about his their parents and what it meant to him. And the stone gets up there, and it gets emotional. Oh, really? I was shocked. And yeah, yeah he he was tearful. He you know because mm-hmm. he went through this whole thing with Sal almost dying, and really and truly, he and Philip. Probably the only reason Sai's still alive. Probably so. Yeah, because they made the effort to get over there and you know try to motivate him to get out of the city. What sick. was what was not funny but interesting is you know when that happened, you know Sai almost that Jay Jay come over to my house and Missy was I guess in Austin. It was just me and Jay, and Jay just he got emotional a little bit and and then he kind of started like talking about our family, like what's y'all's problem, like y'all are. Just acting like, oh, well, you know, I was like, look, I'm not going to apologize or say, oh, you've got that wrong. I said, our family, we're like, okay, you know, I mean, mean, you you lived a good life. We're we're just not that that type of people to panic when death. And I didn't realize until dad told Stone because Stone called, you know, Stone got shook up. So he calls dad. He said, Bill, you got to call Si and and talk to him and make him get out of that bed because Dad's about the only one that Sal listened to anyway. Yeah. And so Dad said, hey, Stone, we got a code with the Robertson men. We don't call <laughs> each other and tell each other what to do. Yeah. And, and so Stone well, said, well, don't you think it's about time to break that code? Because I think we're going to lose sight. And then Dad said, what's his number? <laughs> and so Dad called him. He, you did call him. I don't know what you told I him. I went over there. I basically well, told I him. I said, look, I know you understand the resurrection. You're not worried about it. I'm not either. I said, yeah. so we're both on the same page there. <clears throat> we don't get excited when we're our time of de- departure. If we think this is if it. If you're on the planet Earth and you know that your physical death is nothing but a departure, you put the tent aside 
the body you're living in, it wears out, it gets mm. old, car wreck, cancer, whatever, does you in. I mean, if it's a departure, that's a lot better than someone saying, well, we lost them. Mm. No, you didn't lose them. Right. You know, the Apostle Peter in Second Peter 1, he, he made it perfectly clear. Well, they say passed away. Passed away. Not really. He's, he's, not really. No, not really. <clears throat> so we're looking at it from the resurrection standpoint. We're looking at it that they fell asleep. But what was weird, Jay's, is that I never realized until Stone told me that, what Dad said. I was I thought about it and I said, that is right. I didn't know there was a code. Like It's not like written down anywhere, but that is yeah. a code. When, does the, when do I call you and just say, I mean, we work together, we're brothers, but I, when do wow. I call you and say, Jay's, you need to start blah, blah, blah. I've never done that in my life to any of my brothers. No. But I didn't realize that that, that was actually I mean, a we've thing. had a few things, I guess, from a spiritual standpoint that have come up. But and we gave each other the permission when we all got famous, especially that, look, if one of us yeah. seems like we're going off the rail for whatever reason, we're saying let us know because we're on the inner circle. We did do yeah. that. And, I, and, I, and we've had a I few moments. Every a few brother, yeah, I've said, you know, I wouldn't do that. I mean, you know, yeah. I love you. I wouldn't do that. But... I, I didn't like follow you around. You know, no. I just gave said what I said my piece and moved on. But yeah, you on know, something like that, because I mean, I went over there because I thought, well, I don't want to feel like oh, I should have went by and saw him one last time. Because look, to be honest, I mean, look at Sai. I thought if he gets this, he ain't gonna. We make all thought it. he would die. He right? ain't gonna make it. Then I heard, well, he's you know down, and he went to the hospital. I thought, well, I guess I'll. See him one more time here before I see him again. So I walk, I pulled it, you know, pulled in, opened the door, and, and he was just laying, laid up. And I, because that was Jay, was like, you know, tell him to, to get up, walk around. I was like, well, he probably don't feel like, it. but he's like, well, he's been down for days, you know. So I was, like, I think I brought him a pie, and uh, I said, "Sai, you gonna get up?" He went, "Nah." <laughs> I said, Sai, if you go down, go down swinging. <laughs> that was kind of that was that's kind my, of what I said. What you told him. Well, <laughs> I said, you know, they're saying they need to get up and move around. I know they said this virus makes you real yeah. tired. And depressed. And I yeah. said, and whatever. And I said, but I said, probably be a good idea, you know, if you don't do anything, but walk, walk around the house a couple of times. <clears> yeah. You know, around, get outside, just walk. I said, I know. He said, I'm so tired, I can't even move. Yeah. I said, well. Might be good so, to get up and move around. Well, I, I said, well, look, I, I, I said, said the Almighty is you fixed to cash in. I said, there's nothing you can do about it. I right. said, but they're saying if you moved around a little bit, they think you might might could beat with the coronavirus. I said, so whatever, whatever you think. Yeah. Well, I said, go down swinging. And he went, all right. And I mean, I was left. It? That was it. It was two sentences. Let's come back to what I But I'm he told. didn't look like he so jumped he, up and thought, oh, great. So thanks. he has COPD pretty advanced. And so he, uh, he got on some oxygen, and now he, he uses oxygen at night. But he's come back, you know, oh, yeah. full he's, circle. He's out doing his thing. He was having a big time at the thing the other night. He got up on stage and sang with the, oh, the band. I hate I missed that. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. He had an outfit that had, uh, what do you call them, sequins? Yeah, sequin jacket. Sequin jacket, you know. Mm -hmm. and the, you Had know, him a black cowboy you know, hat he, on. He looked like, you know, right out of Nashville, nearly <laughs> made it, but not quite, whatever. You know, that well, that's, of, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> the sequin suit always, you know, lets you know, you know, I, 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 I may be one of them. But I may not. May not. So let's, uh, let's take another break. 
So I guess, Jay, since you were in Texas last week, that means you stayed in your Texas place for a few nights? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, is I did. It, yeah, to your new place? Yeah. So, which is always good. You're with your woman. That's happy. Makes a happier life. Yep. And in your, from what I understand from Missy, in your Texas house is where you have your Helix mattress uh, there. So t- tell us how good that thing is, because t- today we're talking about one of our sponsors, Helix Sleep. Love it. Comfortable. Firm. I don't know. We actually brought that up. I said, I don't know if I'm sleeping so good because I'm just back with you or <laughs> I'm in this bed. She was like, well, it better be the first one. <laughs> so. You sleep better when, you, when your woman is beside you. Yeah, I don't no, sleep well, well and, when I'm not with her. I'm, and so we're going to double that down and say if you sleep with your woman and you're on a Helix mattress, hey, then you're, you, there's no way to lose. So well, we obviously I sleep on some as well in our Alabama place, and they are fantastic. Uh, what you do is you want to check these guys out. You go online, helixsleep.com slash unashamed. They have like a two-minute uh, sleep quiz uh, that we took just so you can tell them what kind of mattress you like. You like it softer, or you like it firmer. So they have a 10-year warranty. Uh, you get to try it for 100 nights risk-free, which is great. Uh, you don't love it, they'll pick it up. But trust me, you're going to love it. So they're offering uh, $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners if you go to helixsleep.com slash unashamed. helixsleep.com slash unashamed. $200 off, two free pillows. You can't beat it. All right, before Dad does this thing, I will tell you what I said, Jason, since you weren't there to defend yourself. And I did say, I guess since I'm on Jason's property, I don't need to throw him under the bus too far. But I said that sign Christine, what meant so much to me was I was there and can remember. Probably I'm one of the few cousins. The first time we all met Christine, it's a long story in the family has been told, but I was actually remember the moment it was in Ruston. Side already married her, but nobody knew her. So he brings her in, which is a lot of pressure. Think about it, you're bringing your wife for the first time to meet the Robertson family and you're already married. So and so my, my grandmother said, oh, she's lovely. And so everything moved forward. But I told him, I said, you know, we spent those early years with Cy. I said, and they used to keep Jace. So I told Cy and Christine, I said, so everything that's quirky and different about Jace, it's all your fault. Of course, when I said that, it was a big laugh, you know, and Cy laughed. He said, I know, that's, I, that named him after me, and we raised him those first few years. He said, that's why we don't get along. <laughs> that's what he said. So we did talk about yeah. you, even though you weren't able to be there. I just wanted you to know that. Mm. So, I mean, I think there may be some truth in that. It could be. <laughs> they, they're quirky people, and so is Jay. All right, so Dad, so we got a question from uh, from Matt in uh, California asking about when we share the gospel with somebody. Uh, kind of what? Do, how do we share with them? Is there some particular verse we like to harp in on, or whatever? So I, you had some things. So share with us what you got. Well, no matter who you're talking to. Uh, including atheists or anybody else, I usually start by saying something along the line of, you know, three things that all mankind has in in common. They all make mistakes. Right. They're all they're all sinners. We 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 break the law. And two, not only does all men make mistakes and break the law, uh, they all die. Mm-hmm. Right or wrong, whoever you're talking to, you know, everybody dies, right, including you at some point, from something, some ailment or whatever, old age. But we all sin, we all die, and we all count time by Jesus. And if you think about it a little bit, you say, let's see, count time by Jesus. 
So I would just recommend to you, what's his name, Matt? Yep. Matt out of California. Just remember, you could just remind people that we all have these frailties and we do all make mistakes and we all do die. And that's fact, right? Did we do the, what was the question? What verses do you what show? What verses or how do you, you know, how do you share with somebody? Now you could give own. them Bible verses proving what I just said. There's a lot of them in the Bible. But you can just remind people, and really you don't need a Bible verse. There's plenty of them, Romans 3.23, all have sinned. But if you just tell them all, most people, if they're being honest at all, they all know that they made some mistakes and they're going to die one of these days physically. And mm -hmm. it is 21, 2021 years since Jesus showed up. Any way you want to slice it. So I would just kind of remind them that just for food for thought. And the easiest way, Matt, is just take the last few pages in Matthew, the last two or three pages. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they're called the Gospels <clears throat> of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They've waited, the world has, for 5,000 years. All of a sudden, beginning in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Four people write down the same story about Jesus. If you go to the back of each one of those books, the last two pages in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, take those, Matt, and read them. And what you'll read is a minute details in the crucifixion of Jesus, his death on a cross. That solves that first problem. Everybody makes mistakes. Then the death of Jesus, his burial, and his resurrection, there goes that second problem. Therefore, you just show them that, and then the two or three that you're going to need over in the rest of the epistles, starting from there, read in the book of Acts and find out what the apostles told people they had to do. They had to, the information. God becomes flesh. You read that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's God on the earth. Jesus is here, been waiting a long time for him to come, so he's here. He solved all of our problems. So you end up with verses like this. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4 is a good one because it condenses it all down. I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, detail, which you received, so it's something you receive, and on which you've taken your stand. By this gospel, you're saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you believed in vain. What I received, the Apostle Paul, earlier, walking on the road, I, I'm going to give it to you as a first importance. I said that's the most important thing in the Bible. Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John covers the minute details. The rest of the Bible keeps bringing that up. Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead. Solves your sin problem, solves your death problem. And you can live peace of mind. He's there 24-7, back to where he came from. And all we're waiting for is the return. I said, you can do that with just a little bit of study. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read the book of Acts, a few conversion stories. What were they told to do after they heard Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead? And the whole thing redundantly over and over and over. That's the story. Start there. Leave it up to them to research the rest of the material that contributes to those facts.
So, right. so would you say, because <clears throat> you mentioned three at the beginning. It's not rocket science. You don't have to be a theologian. None what of would that. be the word you use for the third? You said they were, you said sin and then you said death. And would you, what would you call that? You're talking about once you become a Christian, you can still sin. So you still need the work the mediating of work of okay. Jesus. The word I use for that sometimes is weakness. In other words, just because you're a Christian, I mean, you're not, you're going to yep. quit sinning. You still need the blood of Jesus. You know, and everything. You're saved by faith, and you say, "Well, where does it come from?" Well, faith, Matt, comes from hearing the message. That's Romans ten. So you read through the epistles, and it's going to show you how all it takes is trusting faith in Jesus, His death, burial, resurrection. He went back into heaven. He's there twenty four seven to mediate, cleanse you of any sin you will ever commit in the future. Your past ones are are removed. When you put your faith in him, you died a sin and are buried, be baptized in water. It's not complex at all, Matt. You just need to read the scriptures and get to where you read them so much that you can just <clears throat> quote them. You, you, they're, they're part of your makeup. That's your, that's your life as you live this out. You love God and love your neighbor. You're out from under law. That's all going to come forth as you read further. But I, you think, say, I think people have a problem. Because they start trying to read from Genesis, you know, all the way to Revelation. That's right. And life is difficult. And that's if right. you're looking at it that broadly, you just start getting distracted on, on what the point is. It, it's kind of like so big and so a much. Of, a lot of history. A so, lot of history yeah, there. It's like, it's so like, where, it's like, like, like where, do, where do I start? Hang on, Jace. Let's take another break. Yeah, tell us your approach, because yours, I wrote down your question. You kind of do questions to people. Well, I do, but I wanted to just say my principle has changed through the years, because I used to be just like that question. Right. I thought, let me get the verses all down, you know, go from point A to point B, and just kind of do it like a uh, some kind of ladder situation where leading a person to... You well, know, we kind of we kind of learned it. I think the way I would put it is as a formula. Like, yeah, you, you got this, this, this. You got this, 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 and that's kind of the way we years ago kind of yep. presented it. But and that's changed. That's changed. And look, a lot of people came to the Lord over. It, that's right. And so great. But I'm I'm off that now. And so now, when I hear a question like this, I think because I think like in in anything in in golf or just pick something. <clears throat> If somebody said, you know, I'm going to give you some tip, G give me the top five tips to becoming a better golfer. Cause that's kind of what he's asking. Right. But if the way this works, you know, Jesus is like, I'm the, uh, how about I just give you the, the golfer who's yeah. an expert, right. you know, not, not the, not the tips. And to illustrate that, uh, or you can make the same application like with, with fishermen. I mean, it's like if somebody asked me what to do to be a better fisherman, you know, I could say, well, how about you just come with me and I'll show you. Well, they would probably say, oh, well, that, that, that's, that's even better. So I think that's what Jesus was referring to. You got to remember when you see the word scriptures in the, in the Bible from Matthew to Revelation, he was talking about Old Testament. Yeah, Old Testament. That's all they have. But when Jesus said in John 5, 
he said, you diligently study the scriptures because you think by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me and have life, which is my point. They thought, and we think, oh, well, just give me all these scriptures. But if you miss the fact that they point to a relationship, and this is relationship-oriented, God is your Father, Jesus is your Lord, Savior, Brother, the Holy Spirit, indweller. And so I'll give you a for instance, because what Phil said is correct. I mean, the message, you're introducing Jesus to people as the image of the invisible God. And the most important thing he did as an innocent God in the flesh was he died on a cross out of love, and he came back from the dead. Because when you look at it from your perspective, those are your problems. He answered them. But to me, those are just the facts. It's it's still who he is that once you get to know, because the more you get to know his personality, his character, why he did, uh, what he you know what he did, then him being on a cross is more moving. That's why this this new show that's come out, The Chosen, and I brought it up two or three times. I mean, I am a huge fan of this because it's not really focused on Jesus. It's called The Chosen. It's it's about the ones that he chose to follow him. Right. So it's from their perspective. I mean, obviously it's about Jesus, but it's from the it's being filmed from their their perspective. And it's so moving to me because they the one of the newer episodes come out and to try to illustrate what the what the guy is is the the viewer's question here is that they had this scene where I'm telling you the first half of the show I was having trouble following I was thinking where is this in the Bible I mean well what I'm trying to get you well, to say well, let me just is keep it simple Chase let me finish this for Matt <laughs> well this is I'm looking at the overall big picture, but I'm very passionate about this. And what they were doing is the disciples were arguing with each other. The disciples and friends, the people that that Jesus has chosen. So they have this scene, and they're arguing. And some of them, you're trying to kind of, oh, I agree with him. I don't agree with him. Oh, I see his point. It's just one big argument around the fire. And so at the you know at the end Jesus comes up, which he's been healing people. He's bloody. He's tired. He's he's just had a day, and they just the simplicity of this moment was they forgot who they were following here. They got so caught up in past mistakes, things that happened, and and the show really never you know it wasn't like it was quoting verses. It just gave you a picture of what Jesus does, which is when he was here, he worked helping people in every capacity. You can read that in John. You know, he said, my father is always at work. You know, I'm here to do this work. He's out there, blood, sweat, and tears. And they're taking it for granted by having these petty arguments, even the people that were right, over things that don't matter. And it was a real convicting moment. So having said all that, to keep it simple, I will quote verses that I think, uh, like you mentioned about the the questions. I will quote Acts 17 because I think if I had no belief in God whatsoever, that is a good section 
starting when he said God does not live in temples built by hands and he himself uh, from one man. Write that one down, Matt. Yeah. That, yeah. that chapter down, yeah. Acts 17. It said he himself gave life to all men. Uh, from one man he made all nations of men. They should have the earth. He determined the the exact times for them and the exact places they should live. Because I think when people read that, they think, oh, I'm here on purpose? Because you got to remember, most people out there, they just think they came from a salt water or just a chance. So when they read that. So then I encourage people, I go to the book of John. I encourage people to read the book of John and see what Jesus is like, which leads them to the death, burial, and resurrection, but who he is on a cross, who he is that came back from the dead, who he is as I am, per se. Because you think about all the, the problems in life. What happens? Difficulty, disappointments. Uh, you don't know what direction to take. Uh, I'm thinking of words with that begin with D. But uh, <laughs> demons of the past, you know, whatever, whatever, is going on. And then you have Jesus that says, I am. Well, that's appealing because then you realize, Oh, I've surrendered to Jesus. I'm a son of God. I have purpose. I'm a follower of Jesus. I have the Holy spirit. I mean, all these my sins are removed. Exactly. So that's my approach. I don't now I, I don't worry I mean, I study this all the time, but I always keep Jesus as the image of the invisible God as the focus because people are different. They sit down, they have different questions. And so there's this could go a, a you know, hundred different ways, but I'm always going to get back to Jesus because he's the image of the invisible. Well, God. and everybody has to have a starting point. Let's take uh, one last break. I said, what are your three questions, guys? How do you get here? How did you get here? You get here? What are you doing are you here doing on here? the earth? Right. How did you get on the earth? What are you doing here on the earth? And how are you leaving right. the earth? I think those are three good mm. launching questions for a Bible study. Right. And mine, uh, the way I sort of condensed mine, of course, I, I pretty much learned the same way Dad did, kind of looking at it from sin, death, and weakness. But I usually say, talk about why he came, what he did, where he went, and then what does he want from you? Because that's what most people are curious about. So I, I think all of us have a different way of introducing. But to your point, Judge, you have to start with Jesus, and people have to start there. And if you don't get that right, then everything else spins off of that. And then the verses aren't going to matter as much because you don't right. understand who Jesus is. So like the, I, my, my illustration I was thinking of when you were talking was like, because we do a lot of, you know, we work with a lot of people that are coming out of drugs and alcohol. And, you know, we have a 12-step program you know, called Celebrate Recovery that people go through. And the first step is you have to acknowledge who God is. But if you work those steps, but you really don't do that, in other words, if you really don't know who he is and that then he comes in your life, you can work the steps. You may even quit doing drugs for a while, but without Jesus really being the Lord of your life, without oh, starting right. with that first step, you, you'll do good for a while. And then after a while, you won't because Jesus never really started out on the right base. So I yeah. think that's why that was my illustration. Well, it's thing I it's a good up. point. Cause it, one thing I didn't say, but I, that made me think of this is, you know, in the past 10 or 12 years, I always ask him early on. I was like, who, who do you, who is Jesus to you? And you will be amazed 
most of the answers, I would say 99% of the time, it's either a baby in a manger, a character in the Bible, you know, a story in the Bible. It, it's like they don't, there's no emotion. There's no my Lord and Savior and I will run through walls for it. You know what I mean? Right. The, no. It, and so you you realize, oh, they know about Jesus. Don't know Jesus, so that's why if you just give them verses, they've they've heard the verses, but it's just a, it's a story, it's right. a it's a manger, it's a, and then they're like, well, what's that got to do with my life? So that's why I said they right. at some point they've got to look at what who Jesus is, forget what they heard in a personal, meaningful way, and say, oh. He, he's he's Lord and Savior. He's pursuing me. He's all whatever these conclusions are that are more positive than he was a baby in a manger and we do Christmas. Yeah. Of course, what happens is then you share the verses and share Jesus. Then they're like, oh yeah, well I knew all this. I'm like, well why was your why was your answer so lack of passion and just sit you know at the first like so you got a guy from California. <laughs> He's surrounded by unbelievers. So are we, no matter where you are. You're surrounded by unbelievers. So in all of that, these texts he's looking for, it's like this is, we have a podcast. It's called Unashamed. The reason it's called that, Matt, is that the text says, Romans 1.16, we know where these texts are. A lot of people don't know where they are, including you. We're trying to get you to see that the text says, when Paul spoke to the Roman church, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power, it, the gospel, is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. That's everybody, Matt, on planet Earth. For in the gospel, the story of Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection, in the gospel... What does it say? It, it's righteousness. righteousness from God. Yeah, righteousness is, from is, God is being, is being revealed. revealed. You know, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is your point because yeah. we remembered that from. So memory. there's verses <laughs> for everything we do, but you've got to spend the time just to look these verses up, apply them to your life, and it'll all come together. But it will keep everything you read in the Bible. It's going to end up pointing to Jesus who showed up. Mm-hmm. 2021 years ago without him if if someone has a better story well because on, he's on, the where image we come of God. from what are we doing there and where we're we going if anybody has a better story I'm all ears what is it and yeah, so yeah. far Matt no one has stepped up and said well look I got a better story than that and they elaborate on their story I've not heard a better story which is why we <laughs> break down the Bible in the you know, I've done it many times throughout the podcast, but it helps people understand the Bible. Because if you know, you can take verses out of context, which people do all the time. Oh, yeah. And, and just try Beware to... Beware of the theologians, Matt. We're, <laughs> not, we're, we're not theologians we're not. by a long shot. So you got to look at it from, okay, before Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there was... That Jesus was here, but as word, as part of God, he becomes flesh in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So the first section is That's that, the biggest event in, a, in, in the history of mankind. Yeah, Jesus is coming. That's what it's about. So when you, because what, what, what bothers me a lot of times about people who use 
just verses. They'll go over to the section, like let's say Ezekiel or Daniel, that's in the section of the Bible that Jesus is coming to earth, and they're applying some of these prophecies that were made about Jesus coming to earth and establishing his kingdom. Look, to a to right now, to a future occurrence but in their life. But we don't life. want to send Matt, Jace, into the weeds. That's <laughs> that's him getting in the, the, the people go to the weeds. Just stay out here on open ground and just look big picture. You're you're a human being. Well, you on might be missing earth. my point though. I'm saying if you if if you just say well, get some scripture, you got to realize if you're reading in the Old Testament, Genesis to Malachi, if you're learning those verses, you have to realize. That's before Jesus came to earth. If you're reading Matthew through John, okay, he's here as showing who God is. And then now Acts on, or it would be in our time period. He left. Well, he <laughs> left, but we're, all these churches started, all these letters mm -hmm. happened. You know, really, when you think about from Romans to Revelation, a lot of those letters were written because people were having problems after they heard mm. Jesus, after they responded, they started meeting with a group of people called a church and problems arose. So Paul or Peter would say, Hey, let me remind you of the gospel. <laughs> which, so, which you so, seem to have forgotten. Yeah, I think it's all about motivation. It's a good question, Matt, because what, what we want to try to encourage people to do is don't approach the Bible as a way to prove or disprove things. Approach the Bible for how do I introduce someone to Jesus. I mean, that's, that's our goal. Now, once you're in, you learn the rest of your life. As you said, you study more, you come across things. Every time we, I do a, a teach or preach a, a book of the Bible, I learn new things that I didn't know before. No doubt. And, I, and I've, done, I've read this book and studied it and taught Matt, it for many times over. Matt, yesterday for a story for you and... Uh, and what's going on and swirling around you, including California, where you're from. Yesterday, a mother brought her son, and the mother brought the son there, and the son said, I'm terminally ill. She explained it to us. He has an illness, some kind of rare cancer or whatever, and uh, it's a terminal case. He's not going to live, you know, according to the doctors. So we prayed that God would heal him. We all knelt down and prayed that God would heal him. Then he's about 15 to 16, looked like. He said, you know what? He said, I'm going to put my faith and trust in Jesus, the one who raises the dead that y'all have been talking about here this morning. And uh, he put his faith in Jesus, and he was baptized. So now he's in a situation. Braxton is his name. Braxton is in a situation where even if God doesn't take away the cancer now, he is a child of God, which guarantees he'll be resurrected from the dead. So... He came away. He's clean as a whistle for whatever mistakes he made. If God takes the illness, the disease from him, we would hope that he would do that. But if he doesn't, he's a child of the resurrection, and he will never die, according it. to Jesus. I love it. That's why we do what we do. You betcha. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube, and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.